Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. My voice got really deep, Um, but hey, um, the reason we are showing this video today, we are actually partnering with this ministry, Reach Out Honduras, already um, on a monthly basis, but Alex and Laura are here today, the founders of this ministry, this mission, this school, Um, and so they're going to be out in the lobby afterwards, Um, and, and here's the deal. What I love about what they are doing is that it's not to send Americans in to save the Honduran people or be the solution. They are raising up Honduran leaders to reach Honduran people. Um, And I love what they're doing. Um, They are very much like you or me. They were just business people chasing the American dream when God called them to go produce, to pursue something that is absolutely crazy and move their family there. And they just jumped in with both feet and they just were obedient and God is blessing it. And so Foundation Church, there is several ways we're going to be partnering with them. The first one is the obvious way by prayer. We can totally be praying for them. Um, Man, talk to them, get to know some information, um, uh, and just get to know them um, after service. But we can also, they were telling me there are sponsorships that we can do. Um, Each kid needs a $50 sponsorship a month. I believe that's right. I may be wrong. Um, Maybe it's 150, but you have the opportunity to sponsor a child that feeds them, that educates them, and teaches them about Jesus Christ. Um, They aren't just feeding and educating people. They are introducing Jesus Christ to this country, to this nation, to the next generation. And it is fantastic of what they're doing. And you and I can be a part of that. Also, we will be looking in the future to do some trips, to do projects, to go there and serve. Um, I know there's been some of you that you've been waiting for, you know, a mission trip or something like that. We're going to be partnering with them to do this. Um, And that may be news to to Alex and Laura. They may be like, really, you are. Um, We're coming, baby. Um, But... Uh, there's just so much good that is happening there. Um, their overhead is pretty much non-existent. Um, it, everything you're giving is going right there. And so we have a saying and we have a theme and we have a mission. And it is we exist to make Jesus famous in all that we do. And they are absolutely doing that in Honduras. And I'm thrilled that we get to be a part of partnering with them to make Jesus Christ known to the ends of the earth. So um, let's give it up for them, um, for Alex and Laura that are here today. Yeah. 
Um, Father's Day Sunday is typically one of the lowest Sundays in the nation, and I think that is very uh, telling of where we are in a nation for uh, church attendance um, when it comes to Father's and Father's Day. And so we have decided to try to combat this. Guys, we're not setting up photo booths for you and giving you fancy doilies and hot tea. Um, Instead, we are trying to do something that men want to do, um, and so we are making it Redneck Day. We are totally, you can wear your camo, your overalls, your tank top, your cutoff sweat, t-shirts, not sweatshirts, um, t-shirt, whatever you want to do. We are going to have a mechanical bull here. We are going to have a dunk tank here. We're going to have an inflatable redneck game that is like wipeout that it will be happening on the front yard right here. We'll have lemonade and iced tea and Mountain Dew, baby. Um, And it's going to be a one day all out redneck day on Father's Day. And we hope you invite your friends. We hope you invite your co-workers. We hope you come, right? Um, and that you can just be like, I don't have to take a photo booth. We thought about doing a photo booth with just sacks that you can put over your head, but we decided not to do that either. Um, but because we just hate photos, ladies. Um, it's our day. Don't make us take a picture because we look cute in our overalls, right? Um, and I'm going to be wearing my dicky overalls. I'm just telling you, any chance I can get to wear my dicky overalls, because um, my wife and kids hate them, done. I will take the opportunity. Um, I look good in some overalls. I'm just going to tell you. Um, <laughs> So, uh, but yes, it's going to be awesome. So today we're in a new series um, called The Balancing Act, The Balancing Act. And when I start thinking of balancing and, and like the whole balancing act, for some reason, I'm, I'm just very visual. I think of tightrope walking. And I'm not, I would be the last person that would ever tightrope walk. I'm just going to let that be out there. I thought about trying it and doing a video for it, but then I was like, no, you're going to break something. So... Because once you hit 40, you just try to stay upright and not break a hip just walking around, right? Uh, Much less walk on a tightrope. But there are some tips that I found out from Google for tightrope walking um, that I want to give you this morning. If you are going to attempt to tightrope, please video it and send it to me. Um, Tag me on Facebook, whatever it may be, because I'm tired of all the snake videos. Um, I'm just going to say it. Um, But... If you're going to attempt to tightrope, do it low, okay? Like when you're trying it, start off low, not high. But here's what Google said. It said, um, tips for walking on a tightrope. First thing is focus on a single point. Keep your focus on a single point. Second thing is take a couple of deep, deep breaths and settle yourself. Center your weight, which I don't know what that means. I'm like, I always try to center my weight, right? Um, Center your weight. And then this one, you didn't have to tell me. Balance on one foot and then use everything else, your arms, other leg, um, to help balance you. In my case, it would be my nose, um, anything to try to help bring some balance um, because this thing gets going that way. I'm going, anyways, um, and then try standing on a rope or wire for 15 seconds And after you have mastered that, then try taking a step. And I'm like, if I can stand, I can't do this for 15 seconds, right? Much less on a rope. But these are some tips for helping you try to tightrope walk. And and, and as we're going in this series, it's hard to keep your balance in certain situations like tightrope walking. But I think it's actually a lot harder to keep balance in certain areas of our life. And that's what we're going to be talking about is how do you keep balance in certain areas 
of your life? How, how do you keep that balance? And so today I'm going to be talking about your favorite topic. I'm going to be talking about finances. I'm going to be talking about money. Um, yay, right? Um, here's the deal. It's not, I'm going to put some disclaimers out there because if you invited your friend, you're like, not today, Justin, please don't talk about tithing today. Please. I brought my family. I brought my friends. It's baby dedication today. Um, they're all, I'm not talking about tithing. Okay. So there you go. We're not going to hand the offering buckets back out. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. Um, and it's true because it rhymes. People get funny when you talk about money. Um, it's just true. People get funny when you talk about money, especially in the church. But if there's some place that we have lost our balance, it's in the area of finances. And so let me tell you what this sermon is not going to be about. This sermon is not a, a message about tithing. This message is not a message that money is bad. This message is not a message that retirement and planning for retirement and saving is bad. This is not a poverty mentality message today, um, but it is a message about how do we come back to a place where we get balance in the area of finances. Because what I know is that most of our nation is very dysfunctional and very unbalanced when it comes to the area of finances. Probably 90% of people's stress involves finances. One of the biggest reasons, I believe it's the second leading cause of divorce, is finances. If we, Jesus talked about finances all throughout the Bible. So if we don't get this on balance, and if we don't talk about this in a godly, biblical manner, man, we're missing it. And hear me, I have seen the crazies out there. Pastors talking about money. This, I'm not crazy. I, I have made a ton. I'm crazy, but not that crazy. I have made tons of mistakes when it comes to finances, and I've had to learn the hard way how to handle finances. So when I'm talking to you today, it's not coming from a, you should be more like me. It's, man, let me come in as your pastor because I want everything for you. I don't want something from you today. So in order for us to get our balance, I think it's important for us to realize what's knocking us off balance. And so I have five points today, and I didn't get to it first service. I'm not getting it to this service. So um, if you have our live event, just follow along, but I'm going to be flying today. Um, we've got two things that knock us off balance. And the first one I would say is this, what knocks us off balance? The pressure of now. The pressure of now, impatience. We have to have everything now, now, now. Proverbs 19, 2 and 3 says, enthusiasm without knowledge is no good. Haste makes mistakes, right? Impulse buying. Oh, it looks good. It sounds good. It's on the television. I must buy it. You know, it says it will totally, you can make the boat new because it's got a hole if you just spray this stuff on it, right? Haste makes mistakes. Sit it and forget it. Haste makes mistakes. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. Can I tell you, this scripture is so true when it comes to the area of finances, right? We get excited. Oh, it looks good. I really need that jet ski. Um, I know it's $10,000, but we can put it on a 15-year payment plan at a 13% interest. And we can totally do this. Can I tell you, if you are handling your finances and this phrase keeps coming out of your mouth, well, I think we can make it work. You're off balance. You're off balance. 
I think we can squeeze it in. You only got $25 of margin every month. No, you can't. You got nothing else you can squeeze in. $25 of margin is not margin, people. I'm I'm tracking every dollar like Dave Ramsey. I'm a huge Dave Ramsey fan. But $25 is not enough margin. I need to stay on track. We are now a generation. When we watch TV, we watch it on Netflix now, right? And if it, if it takes longer than five seconds to load, we're like, this is, this is dumb. Why is this taking so long? Like, it's taking my Netflix movie, like, long, we, need to, we need to upgrade our internet because it's taking way too long. It's pixelating, you know? Like, you get, you get mad. <laughs> this is real. You get mad, and I'm sitting here listening to my kids getting mad about how Netflix is taking longer than five seconds to load, and I'm like... Dude, shut your mouth. I remember going to Blockbuster Video for three weeks in a row trying to rent Howard the Duck and couldn't watch it because I didn't get there early enough. You know, it's the most depressing part of being a mid-hired when you had no life. Like, well, I guess I got to rent Karate Kid Part 2 again, right? (laughs) And then I got Howard the Duck, most disappointing moment in my life. I'm just like, I waited three weeks for this, right? We are... We are a now generation. We have figured out ways around crockpots. Think about it. We have, nobody buys a crockpot anymore. You buy an Instapot. What? Like if you would have said that 15 years ago, you're like, there's no way. There's no way. That's impossible. That's like a DeLorean with time travel abilities. There's no way. Um, We are a now generation. Here's the problem is that it's not just something that we apply to our TV devices and to our internet, we apply it to our finances. And we have, we, we get married, we graduate college, and we're in our 20s and our 30s, and we expect to have everything now that our parents have taken 50 to 60 years for them to acquire. And can I tell you, when you come to, and you are a slave of now, and the pres- you give in to the pressure of now, and you want everything now, and you are owed, man, now, can, can just be honest, now has a very entitled attitude to it. If you are a person of entitlement, you are going to do yourself a disservice of being balanced when it comes to your finances. You're not supposed to have everything that your grandparents and your parents took a lifetime to acquire in your 20s and 30s. Man, you can't become a slave of now because now always brings dysfunction, discontentment, and it makes a mess of things. The pressure of now makes us get really hasty. And when we become hasty, we make a lot of mistakes, right? (laughs) Rhymes, it's true. I love what this scripture says because it leads into the next thing that leads us, that kind of knocks us off, off balance. Proverbs 23, verse four through five says, don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. In the blink of an eye, wealth disappears, for it sprouts wings and flies away like an eagle. Don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. The second thing that knocks us off balance is the pursuit of the temporary. The pursuit of the temporary. We get consumed with the latest fads, the latest... Hear me, hear me. 
I'm all about having awesome cars if you can afford it. I love it. Um, I, 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 I dress nice. I like clothes. I, but there's got to be balance to it. Okay, that's this whole thing. There's got to be balance to your approach. And when you are consumed with everything that is temporary, your life is off balance. When you're just going after all the stuff and all the stuff and all the temporary, and the temporary is way bigger to you than the eternal, something's off balance and something's not right. And this has been something that we have been struggling for years. In fact, it came to my attention probably, I'm not sure about the time frame on this, but probably about 15 years ago, there was a phenomenon that happened all over this nation with grown adults. Okay, I'm not talking garbage pail kids cards here. I'm talking grown adults fighting and going crazy over these. Come on, you did it. I mean, we went nuts over the Beanie Babies, right? Like we bought China cabinets to host them up. And if we got here, here's the honest truth. For some people, I am holding your retirement plan. <laughs> You're like, if I can get that Princess Die Bear and it's in a gold class, I mean, it's in its glass case and it hasn't been touched and it's still got its tag on, $500,000, baby. And you can get on eBay. I, I Get on eBay. And you're going to see people trying to still sell these things for $600,000. I'm like, it's a beanie, baby. Right? And they're, they're posting. Nobody's buying, but they're still holding out hope for that Diana bear that's going to make them rich. Right? And you come away 10, 15 years down the road, and I hold these up, and you're like, yeah, we kind of missed it on that. I call it a beanie baby moment. And I really think our lives are filled with Beanie Baby moments. We spend all our life trying to get that car, and God looks at us and like, yeah, that's a Beanie Baby. We, we work our whole life to get that dream house, and God's like, yeah, nice Beanie Baby. <laughs> that outfit, those rusticuffs, um, um, you know... <laughs> Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Um, I'm just being honest. I'm just, I have no problem with rustic. I've got no problem with beanie babies. But when your life becomes in the pursuit of this, man, I think God's like, really? Really? It's been about that for you? That's what you're, you're spending? That's what's knocking you off balance? It's so you can drive a car to impress people that don't even know you? Right? And I love what the scripture says. Here's what it says. Jesus said this in Luke 12, verse 15. It says, Then he said, Beware. Guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Right? It's not measured by the beanie babies in your life. You're not a success, hear me, because you drive a nice car, you live in a nice house. That's not why Jesus described a successful, full life. Life is not measured by what you own. And so you and I can't allow the pressure of now and the pursuit of the temporary to knock us off balance. So how do we get our balance back? Well, the first way is I would tell you this, is we have to understand more money won't bring more balance, but contentment will. More money won't bring more balance, 
but contentment will. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10 says this, those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. Most of us, if I said, what would fix your financial situation? Most of us would say, if I just made more, right? And, and, and you're sitting there and you're just saying, Justin, you don't know my situation, but hear me out because I know there's a lot of pushback on this point. I know several, several, several different couples, several different friends that make $50,000 a month, right? Hold on. $50,000 a month, and they are absolutely stressed out financially. And some of you that make a, like $500 a month, you're like, what, 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 what? I'm like, God, hey, test me in this. Like, come on, let's go, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> test and see that the Lord is good. Let's go. Um, I'm like, I make $50,000 work. I mean, I can make that two months of that work. You know, I'm like, come on. Um, here's the deal. They, are, they, they look fine. They dressed all fancy and they got the bling and they look great. And I can't believe I just said bling, but they look great and they look, they look the part, but they can't sleep at night because they don't know how they're going to pay their taxes. Like, Justin, I need you to pray for me because I don't know how we're going to make it this month. And I'm like, you make $50,000. Stop buying G-Wagons, different colors of them. Like, just stop. More is not the answer. To their problem. But you know what? That couple that's making $50,000 a month, if you ask them what the solution to their situation is, is I just need to make more money. See? More is not the answer to you getting balance. But contentment is. Paul said this to Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 through 10 said, Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. Becoming more like him and being okay with what you have, that's what makes you rich. You want to be a rich person? Hey, I got news for you. Everybody in this place, if you make more than $15,000 a year, you are in the top 5% of the world's wealthiest people. I got a bunch of rich people in this place. Right? And here's what the Bible says. It's not how much you make. It's not how much stuff you have. If you want to know how to be a wealthy, rich person, man, godliness with contentment, becoming more like him and being okay with what you have is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world and we can, can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. Whew. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Here's what this scripture screams out to me. People who are wanting to get rich fall into a trap. I call it the monster of more. Right? And we are a society where the monster of more is out of control. And we want more of this and we want more of that. And can I tell you, when more, when the monster of more is not checked, man, it's in every one of our lives. You're always going to want more. You're always going to see the monster of more coming at you. When you allow the monster of more to run freely, it steals your peace. It steals your margin. It steals your balance. It robs you of the joy and the peace that only contentment can bring. And, and I will say this. 
When you are not exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit, which talks about self-control, your spending is out of control. When you are not exercising self-control in the area of your life, every area of your life, especially in the area of finances, your finances are out of control. Learn to be content with what you have and learn to be more like him. The second way we get our balance back is we become more about building his kingdom than our castles. You hear me say this all the time at offering time, but it's something true that I believe is that if we're really going to have a correct biblical view of our finances, it's not about tithing. Can I tell you tithing is a starting point, not the finishing point of your walk as a follower of Christ. Man, read what Jesus talks about. He says, give it all away, right? Like, let's, let's, okay, I'm all in, right? It's, it's be more about building his kingdom than your castle. Matthew chapter six, verse 19 through 21. Don't store up for yourselves material treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desires, and that on which your life centers will be Also, can I tell you, there are two things that are eternal on this earth. It is the word of God. It's the scripture of God and it's souls. That's it. You want to invest in the eternal? Man, it's the the word of God. It's the scripture and it's souls. And I've used this illustration before, but I don't know a better way to illustrate it. If, If you imagine this rope is going on forever and ever and ever and ever, it's never ending, Right? This is kind of like what our life and our eternity is going to look like. And it just keeps going. And here's what's amazing. This little tape part, this is our, represents our life here on earth. This is it. But this is all of eternity. It just keeps going and it just keeps going and it just keeps going and it's going. But what's crazy to me, right? What's nuts to me as we get caught up on this part right? And, 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 and I'm all, hear, hear me, hear me, hear me. I'm not against retirement. I think you need to save for retirement. I think you need to be smart. You need to be wise, all that stuff. But when you're consuming everything here and not investing anything here, there's nothing wise or smart about that. Don't store your treasures here, but send it here. Send it to where it's making an eternal impact for forever. But we have a world that says this, man, if, if, if I work really hard from about right here to right there, right? If I just kill it and I'm, I'm making some money and I'm, I'm investing or trying, well, then right here, because right here you're in a nursing home, right here, <laughs> right, right, right here, I can travel We can live it up. It can be sweet. And that's the goal for most of us. And Jesus is probably going, this is just full of a bunch of beanie babies. Like, like we might as well put these things on a noose. And I mean, it's just like, if you look at it, you're going, no, no, no. Don't live for this. Live for all of this. This is what we're called to live for. 
is to be about the eternal instead of the temporary because souls are always greater and bigger than the stuff. Always. And so what's going, man, if we're going to be balanced, have a biblical balance to our finances, it's about investing in Reach Out of Honduras. It's about what we're doing in Kenya, and I'll update you on that in just a second. It's about what's happening here on Sundays because, man, souls are impacted forever. It says this, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 through 19, Paul continues, he says, teach those who are rich in this world, that's you, not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable, Their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others by doing this. They will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. The third way we get our balance is this. We understand it's not yours, and I've got to to stop. You understand it's not yours. And really, when I have an understanding that what I have isn't mine, it makes me not waste it. And some of us, we just waste so much money. I mean, really, how much Taco Bell are you really going to eat, right? We just waste so much money. Yesterday, um... I had a bag of Cheetos, a whole bag of Cheetos, like Casey bought some, we never have Cheetos in my, I haven't seen Cheetos in my house in three years, um, and Casey hid them from me because she put them on the lowest shelf, you don't high stuff for me on the high shelf, you put it where I can't see it, and I was like, well, looky there, and it was like the family party size, right, because we had a party at our house for Casey, she, I mean, uh, Chloe, she had a swim party um, with some of her friends, I was like, there's Cheetos here, and so I just dominated that bag of Cheetos, I'm not even gonna lie, um, we'll talk about gluttony next week, um, but I'm pretty brave for wearing white today, um, and not black, which is thinning, but I, I, I sat there on that couch and I just killed them. I was just like, bam, you know, and you're eating it at the handfuls. And here's, you know what happens. I know the drill. You know the drill. When you get done eating Cheetos, there is golden goodness on your fingertips, right? Golden cheesy goodness. And what do you do with that goodness? Well, I tell you what you don't do. You don't go wash it off. No. You, it doesn't matter if you have people you don't know, you lick that thing off and you, when you've been eating them long enough, I had to do this yesterday, you start, (laughs) come on, be honest, that's what you do. You just, (laughs) oh, it's not coming off of my tongue, I can get, and then you go wash your hands because then your hands smell disgusting like spit, but it's it's fine. (laughs) It's the deal. What's crazy to me? Some of us are more careful about not wasting Cheetos than we are the finances that we've been entrusted with. It's true. And when you understand it's not yours, James said it this way, that every good and perfect gift comes from above. When you understand it's not mine, I'm just called to be a good steward, a good manager of it, it really brings balance to your life. And you're not pursuing all the beanie babies. And your life isn't becoming about the temporary. But it's focused on the eternal. 
It's about storing and spending and being balanced in your finances in a way that matters and doesn't waste it. This morning, if you're off balance, man, welcome to the club. But the challenge isn't to stay in our dysfunction. Our challenge is to find balance that is based on the Word of God so that we can live our life out in purpose and making the most of every opportunity. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for today. And Lord, I pray that we would understand this isn't a message of judgment. This isn't a message of shame. But God, help us. Help us to be good stewards. Help us to be wise. Because Lord, our time's limited. Help us to be wise with the finances you are entrusting us with so that we can spend it on what really matters. God, I've never got to the end of a year and got my giving statement from Foundations Church and been upset that I gave so much away. But Lord, I have purchased things and I have bought things and I'm like, I shouldn't have done that because I could have spent it in such a better manner. And so, God, I pray that, Lord, the pressure of now, man, the pursuit of the temporary, the monster of more, God, that we would shield and we would guard our lives from that and that we would learn to be content with what we have, be faithful and good stewards and managers of what you have blessed us with and that we would be focused on what really matters and not get caught up in the beanie babies of life. Lord, pray, move, speak to us that there might be change. In Jesus' name I pray, with heads bowed, eyes closed this morning, if you're here and you say, Justin, you know what, I'm here. And I, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. We want to give you a chance to change that. T- today you may be here and, and you're just saying, man, Justin, you know what? I'm here, but my relationship with Jesus isn't what it should be, and I need to recommit my life to him. Here's what I tell you, man. If you don't get your relationship with Christ Right, everything else in your life will always be unbalanced. Your relationships, your finances, your work, everything will be off-center and not balanced because you got to get the main thing right before everything else is right. And this morning, if that's you, I'm going to count to three, and I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand, and we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life. One two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, that's me. There's one, there's two, there's three, there's four, there's five. Is there anyone else? You say, Just there's six. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me, man. My life isn't centered and my life isn't where it should be. And I want to join these six hands before we go any further in service because man, I need to get it rebalanced and just get it right. Is there anyone else before we go any further? You join these six hands at a race. I see your hand. Is there anyone else? Seven, I see your hand. There's eight, nine. Is there anyone? Yeah, I see you. There's 10. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, man, that's me. That's me. If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned, that I've messed up, but I turn away from the life that I was living so I can grab hold of the life you have for me. Jesus, I ask that your grace, your love, your forgiveness would enter my life. 
I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can we give these 10 individuals a raise their hand? Come on. A huge round of applause. What an awesome. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv. that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.